The Frontline Podcast is brought to you by Legion Technologies. Hourly employees want and need flexibility and predictability. They desire more connection and belonging with their peers and companies. And businesses want to maximize productivity while enhancing employee engagement to reduce turnover. Who said we can't have it all? The Frontline Podcast is focused on discussing the challenges that come along with having an hourly workforce and shedding light on these important employees who are so often overlooked. You'll hear from leaders bringing transformational and innovative change to their organizations and ways you can improve your own experience and the experiences of your employees, no matter where you sit in your organization. At Legion, we believe that AI-powered workforce management solves these challenges. I'm your host, Tracy Chernoff, Director of Employee Engagement at Legion Technologies and the host of the podcast, Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources. Be sure to subscribe to the Frontline Podcast. Learn more at legion.co. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn and get ready to be part of the solution. Welcome back to the Frontline Podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another month, another episode. With me, I have Michael Spataro, and I'm really excited. We're talking all about holiday staffing and demand forecasting and everything that you need to know about how workforce sharing and demand forecasting are actually the gifts that keep on giving. So, Michael, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? where you're currently located and what you do. Certainly, so I am the Chief Customer Officer here at uh, Legion. Um, my team is responsible for all the interactions we have with our customers from implementation um, to uh, customer support, as well as uh, the customer success management team. Um, my entire career has been based in, in retail, uh, initially on the customer side uh, for a couple of different retailers, but probably the the largest span of time was with the Gap for about 13 years. Um, then I went into software and spent um, 17 years with a, a competitor of, of Legion, then some independent consulting in, um, in the area of workforce management, and then joined Legion uh, a year ago. So um, you know, my expertise is in uh, the customer side as well as the software side. It's a good balance of right, really understanding the customer's needs as it relates to workforce management and how technology can you know, solve for those needs. Awesome. So you shared a little bit about your career journey already, starting off in retail, spending an, a number of years there, and then kind of migrating into this space. But can you share a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. I, I think in today's world, there's a significant opportunity um, within the retail environment for um, employees to really understand that retail can be a career, um, that you can grow and evolve within the organization you are, or find opportunities that relate to, uh, to retail. Um, so I think it's really important, especially in today's world, that companies are helping their employees to understand that this doesn't have to be a temporary job, that it can be a, a career. Um, and my own personal experience was really um, growing within that retail environment and really understanding a variety of experiences. So I worked in stores and then I worked in corporate. And when I was in corporate, I worked for a, um, a specific division of, of Gap uh, before I went into IT and a shared services model. Um, so I had a pretty vast level of experience cross-functionally within, within a retail environment. So when it was time to move on from that experience, um, I really looked at where, you know, where can I 
leverage my expertise from a retail perspective, um, but do something different than right, be in a, a retail environment. And that's how I ended up in, um, in software. Um, I'm a pretty determined and passionate individual that's very focused on um, uh, making sure that we're driving um, success for our customers. And a lot of that is really what propelled me to continue to grow and evolve, um, uh, you know, in my career. Amazing. So this is a perfect segue, I think, to talk about what we shared in last month's episode, which is really about the ROI of demand forecasting. Um, the conclusion from that episode was really that demand forecasting is hugely impactful on a business's ability to meet customer demand while also ensuring employee experience remains a top priority. So considering all of the discussions about how inflation and lingering supply chain challenges are significantly affecting this year's Q4 for retailers, which we are in the midst of, can you elaborate on the ways in which demand forecasting can support and improve holiday business and staffing? So, you know, this holiday, if you really think about the last three years, right, um, we've, we've gone through a global pandemic and we, what we saw in 2020 and 2021 was significant volatility. We, it was very unpredictable. So as we move into, you know, the end of 2022 um, and, you know, and 2023, forecasting is critically important. The ability to not only look at the historical um, data points, but really what's happening happening with the actual data points and merging those together to bet to better predict what right your your next week sales are going to be it is critically important that the entire workforce management process begins with the right level of of forecasting um, without the right level of forecasting right you're not going to get the right amount of labor and nor are you going to get the schedule necessary to support Right, your employee needs as well as your customer needs. So demand forecasting has become so much more critical in light of um, the right the the history that we've gone through over the last you know three or four years. Totally, thank you for sharing that, and and especially with someone like you having a background in retail, you also know I have a background in retail. Anyone listening knows that by now. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that? retailers are faced with this holiday season when it comes to staffing and meeting demands and what do employees expect from their employers? Yeah. So, um, the employee has become right in the power position, right? So, um, the employees aren't expecting things from their employer. They're demanding things from their employer, right? Mm -hmm. Gig like flexibility is critically important to, um, to, to employees, 40% of employees surveyed um, in our, uh, in our uh, workforce management survey um, basically said they were stressed about their, their ability to have the right work-life balance. Um, so when we really, you know, when we think about the challenge for retail, it's how do I recruit the right people, right? How do I hire the right people? How do I retain the right people? And the way you retain them is, by providing them with that gig-like flexibility where they can balance their right, work-life needs. Um, so giving them the ability to swap shifts and almost giving them the ability to create their own schedule by 
giving them a schedule and then having them have the ability to flex. When it comes to recruiting or you know becoming the employer of choice, it really is about marketing some of those um, gig-like tools. That so when we think about Legion specifically. Um, when we think about the mobile app and all of the capabilities that are within our, our mobile application, there are retailers, our, our specific customers, that use that as a recruiting tool. So the ability for an employee to uh, create their own schedule or modify their, their schedule to create the right work-life balance right, is a competitive advantage. Um, and that's going to be critically important to attracting those employees but it's also critically important in retaining those employees. You have to enable those employees to interact with their employer in the same way um, they interact with their everyday life, right? And that is through a mobile device. Um, Absolutely. We need to be able to communicate to those employees. We need to be able to give them the, the flexibility that they need. And we have to do all of that, but we also then have to create the right customer experience. So retailers are really in a difficult position as it relates to how do I balance those two needs? How do I give my employees all the flexibility they demand, but I but and at the same time provide the exceptional experience for the customer so that they're going to continue to uh, you know shop and and return to uh, that that retailer. Absolutely, this is a really good point and. Um, thank you for sharing the results of the survey. Also, this is, you know, this survey we've run now for a number of years um, and looking at the trends between last year and this year's survey, it's really interesting because actually not surprising at all that the trends really are the same, that employees do want more and expect more from their employers. And actually, it's really interesting. You might have read this yourself that there are employers in the UK that now are turning to a four-day work week without any cut in pay, without any added hours in the day, just that 32 hours um, uh, divided within four days. And there are a lot of people in the, you know, the sphere of work and HR and operations that are saying, well, how is this possible? How can you possibly go from five days a week to four days a week? Doesn't that impact the business doesn't that impact productivity but the reality is is that this these businesses are actually showing that their employees at some level were expecting a different type of schedule a different type of flexibility in their week and from what i have read those businesses have not seen any uh, change in their profits or uh, in productivity from the employees. So it's really interesting. Obviously, we're talking about retail, and those businesses are not retailers that I'm referencing. But when we think about the relationship between those businesses that have been running this test, and there are businesses in New Zealand have been that have been doing this as well, that have seen the same results. But looking at retail, I mean, retail is the one business that everyone can agree is you know, can tend to be volatile, changes every single day. You and I both know that one day in a store, it could be like a year. Um, and that experience is for sure unique to retail. But the reality is, is that in that understanding of how that business operates, employees demanding and expecting a different type of work can only mean that if you're meeting those needs, that you're also driving better retention, which is one of the greatest challenges for a retailer. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I think that um, 
we really need to think differently about, you know, how we go about hiring and and retaining employees. Um, the you know when we think about the pre-pandemic period, those these employees felt like they were taken advantage of by their their retailers, uh, their their employers, um, and here we are three years later, and those employees want to be treated with right respect, and um, they they want to ensure that they're having the best possible experience with with their employer, and I, I, like I said, I think it's a struggle for retailers to figure out how to how to provide that that right balance have the great employee experience as well as the the great the great customer experience um but i do think it is really about ensuring that you're giving those employees the opportunities to grow and and develop right it, you know don't necessarily hire somebody to you know just be a salesperson right uh, why uh, you know, they, they want to grow their skills and experience. So how do you enable them to understand how all the different aspects of the store work? Um, but also realizing that the, the, one of the challenges you have is it, it's going to be difficult to hire enough people just to run right your store. So how do you leverage your employees um, across locations, right? Mm -hmm. That is another advantage to enabling employees to grow and develop. The fact that they can work in one store today and a different store tomorrow is going to give them right, a different experience. But it also is going to help that employer ensure that they can meet the, right, the customer demands. Um, so it, we're, we're in a very challenging position, but it's not insurmountable. I do think I do think there is a path to providing the right balance. Um, my fear is if we don't find that path, um, we will see more unionization occurring. Uh, we're starting to see that in, in, in retail today um, because, again, employees are demanding expectations from their employer. And if they don't feel like that employer is providing it, then they're looking for an alternative. And that's where unionization is is starting to get some momentum in, in retail. For sure. And, you know, I don't know that we really uh, dove into unionization before, but, you know, I think, you know, from a neutral perspective, the reality is, is that when people do um, engage in labor relations and unionize or explore that, it's usually a reflection of uh, disengagement at the employee level and a feeling of not being heard. And um, from my experience, having had experience managing a union environment and non-union environments at the same time, you know, there is a, there is a difference um, when, when it comes to a business really being able to um, work directly with an employee, things are a little bit different when it comes down to having to work with a union representative. So there are a lot of things to consider there and businesses do need to be really mindful of staying focused on what drives engagement. That is the best way to make sure that you are maintaining a direct conversation with your employees if that is the direction that you want to go in as a business. Um, and certainly, I'm sure that there are industries that really benefit from having union representation. Um, the, the challenge, I think, with retail is that you have a, a population of mostly hourly employees who are, you know, 
potentially looking to get a start in management or get exposure in different areas. And when there is a sense of disengagement, it can spread really, really quickly. So actually coming back to this point, and and actually I'm glad that we're talking about engagement and workforce sharing. You touched on workforce sharing in terms of how employees can work across locations and that businesses can leverage that strategy to improve their staffing, to elevate the compensation of their employees, to improve the engagement of their employees. So with holiday staffing, of course, you know, this holiday staffing for anyone that doesn't know, this can begin in the summer months. Like most of the time, depending on the size of retailer or the size of business, you're starting to think about and and staff up for holiday in sometimes in the beginning to the middle of the summer because it takes quite a, a lot of time to get the number of employees that you need in your store. So leading, you know, obviously understanding that the months leading up to the holiday season can also, that staffing can also last well beyond February. Um, and depending on the region in which the store is located, like for example, if you're in the South or specifically in Florida, the holiday season can sometimes last until March. So understanding that this is dependent on retailer and region, everyone kind of has to do what is unique to them. But at the same time, the answers and the the advice I think that we're kind of touching on is pretty clear that There are ways that business leaders can take action today to meet their holiday staffing needs while also elevating employee engagement. So you touched on this with workforce sharing, but can we uh, dive in a little bit deeper and really for those who don't understand what workforce sharing is, better explain what that can look like, whether it's a small, medium to large scale retailer and how that really does drive employee engagement, better profits, uh, reduced, you know, payroll costs and all of those things in between. Yeah. So, you know, uh, staffing, you know, the, 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 you, know, you might say the, you know, great resignation is, 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 is trailing off. Um, <clears throat> and it might be, and what I mean by that is, is fewer people are right. Um, leaving, uh, their jobs. However, that there's still a, a staffing problem across retail, right? These mm-hmm. are, these are jobs, again, that historically employees felt like they were a little bit taken advantage of. Um, so, you know, during the pandemic, those employees may have found other opportunities and they're not coming back to to retail. So how do I do more with less, right? How do I focus on being um, productive and efficient with the employees that I do have? That's going to be the big focus because the reality is the likelihood of you being able to staff to your true demand for holiday um, is very unlikely because mm-hmm. again, right, the, 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 the resources just, just aren't there. So what we really need to be focusing on is how do we maximize, again, the productivity and efficiency of uh, those, uh, right, the employees we do have. And one of the ways to maximize that, that productivity and efficiency is, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a retailer and I have multiple brands, um, uh, you know, every, every one of those brands is going to do shipment processing, right? A, tr- a truck's going to come and, pro- and, and goods are going to get delivered and those goods need to be, to be, <clears throat> to be processed. So instead of having, you know, a stocking team in, you know, every one of your locations in a mall, um, why not have a stocking team that goes from brand to brand to brand and 
completes that task, right? So, um, you know, if you have if you have four different brands in in a a single mall, uh, that stocking crew can do stocking on Monday in one brand and Tuesday. It's, it's the same group; they're just moving to uh, to a different location. Um, same thing with you know the staffing of of the store when creating that that schedule. You can create you, you, right if employees want to work across multiple locations. They can identify what you know what locations they'll work in, and when we create the schedule, um, those employees can be scheduled in their home store or the other stores based on the the demand. Um, that's going to be critically important to uh, to retailers broadly, um, because again, you're not going to have you're not going to get in a position where you can hire all the bodies you need for holiday. So cross store. Uh, scheduling will be incredibly valuable, whether that's in a you know single mall location, or you know if you're a you know a Home Depot and the ability to you know the, the stores are close enough in proximity uh, where employees can work across multiple locations, and that's mm -hmm. going to be critically important to to meeting the needs of our customers. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think this is like the quote unquote next frontier, right? Like you're right that the pool to pick from in terms of staffing is the same size, if not smaller, because of those who left retail um, during the pandemic. And, you know, we at some level, retailers do need to um, further incentivize. It is not easy being an in-store employee, being a frontline worker. I mean, not only are you dealing with the pressures and challenges of the store demands, but you're also dealing with the pressures and challenges of customer demands. And that is, you know, I think we, we see it all the time on memes and we hear about this all the time that every single person in the world should work a retail job once in their lives or a hospitality job once in their lives in order to really understand patience and kindness and respect because, you know, I, I can, I'm sure that you can uh, double down on this too, but I can speak from personal experience that it is not easy to be, a frontline employee in that way and, and having to balance all of those things. And, you know, especially you add on the stress of holiday shopping for folks, you know, it's not always a pleasant experience for a frontline worker. So how do retailers make those experiences, uh, experiences that people feel excited to have and that they want to have in their lives? So, you know, I think um, I've mentioned it on the podcast before that, spreading the the age range too and and expanding where we're looking for staffing from is also a huge component to this to to broadening the pool but you can't just bring people in you have to also meet their their needs so um finally my my last question focused on the frontline worker for you is is really focused on this challenge. So of course, being a frontline worker, we've mentioned this already, it's extremely challenging and it's challenging every day and it changes every day. So you also have that challenge added on, but especially during the holiday season, as I've already elaborated on, that is exceptionally challenging. So what can business leaders do to better engage and support their employees during this time? And, and how do they do it beyond the holiday season? Yeah, so I think there's there's a couple of things. One, you know, um, it's it's no longer about right paying people enough money to work at uh, at, a, at, a, at a retailer, right? It's a, about providing them. Um, um, it's about meeting their needs, and their needs are broad, right? So 
um, their needs could go so far as right the gig like flexibility. Um, one of the things that we're we're seeing um, grow is is the ability to have instant access to wages right as a as, as a as a need. Um, what what employers really need to do is ensure that they're providing the best experience for that employee. Um, and and thinking more broadly about you know that experience, what are you doing during the the workday to ensure that the employee is having the best possible experience with you, um, both when they're interacting with with the customer and not. So I think one of the things employers need to think about is how do they create an experience for that employee that gives them a little bit more balance, even when they're in the store. And, and what I mean by that is, um, um, you know, wh when people are taking breaks, buying lunches, um, you know, doing, doing things that show that you believe that employee is really valuable to you as an organization. Um, I also think it's really understanding that employee, right? How often do we actually have conversations with that employee about, what their needs are, what they what they want out of their experience. Um, I also think it's about right, you know, especially with uh, with Gen Z, um, they're looking to work for an employer that shares their goals and values. Uh, so, mm -hmm. how do you engage employees in um, you know some of those uh, you know some of those shared values? And and that might be like finding a charity that everyone can contribute to in some in some meaningful way where they they feel like um, not only are they working in the environment, but they're also giving back and they're giving back with the partnership of of that employer. So those are the type of things you want to think about as you especially work through the next uh, right several weeks is it's not just about ensuring that your employees needs and your customer needs are, are being met. It's about creating the best experience for that employee and really think about creative ways to do that, especially over the next, right, the next five or six weeks. That's super helpful and, and really insightful. I appreciate so much you sharing your insights and information and, and your experience also having been in retail. So I ask every, every guest on the podcast the same concluding takeaway question. Um, so that we can kind of round out all of this advice that you've given all the listeners. So that question is, what is the best advice that you have received and that you continue to live by? And this can be advice in your work or personal life. Yeah, so it's really simple. I, have, I live by a simple motto, love what you do or don't do it. Um, if, you, if you enjoy, if, you know, I, I have every career change I've made um, was because I got to the point where I wasn't loving what I was doing. Um, what, if I work, wake up every day and I'm excited about going to work, then I'm loving what I'm doing. Um, it just, there, there's no one that, um, um, is really having the best possible experience if they're not enjoying what they're, what they're doing every day. So that, that's a motto that I, you know, kind of live by as it relates to, uh, the work that I do or write the things that I do in my personal life is, is love what you do or don't do it. Love it. Thank you so much. It's a great piece of advice for everyone. 
And I think everyone should live by that. So thank you so much, Michael, for joining the podcast and again for shedding some light on this really important topic. And uh, for anyone that wants to connect with Michael, we'll have all of the information on how to do so in the show notes. Thank you so much and tune in for the next episode, which will be the first episode of 2023. Thank you so much again, Michael, for being on the show. Thank you, Tracy. Have a great day.